Hey there, do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends. Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we talk about true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and kind of just a mixed bag of weird, weird, weird stuff. I'm your host, Alex. And Christy. And we are joined today with our friends, Jenna and Jamie, who have already been on the show before. And we are also with Jenna's sister, Nicole. Little plug-in. Feel free to check out her YouTube channel, Brutally Honest. Awesome, awesome. So hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Yes. Yeah, we got wine. We got wine. <laughs> so everything's pretty much solid at this point. Um, so we are chatting about conspiracy theories for this episode. Before we dive in, just going to go quick round table, see how everyone's doing, what everyone needs a distraction from. So mine's just work. Work sucks. You know, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Jenna. Hotspot. COVID. And we'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Christy here. Um, as usual, my distraction is always work, <laughs> and I feel like I just date my life at work sometimes, so that's about it. I will say, for a second there, you're like, Christy here, and I'm like, you sound like a weather channel person, like, Christy here with a five o'clock. Next, look over here. Tell us, tell us we're not, whatever. Okay. It's going to be a shit show over here, let me tell you that. Nicole, what about you? What do you need a distraction from? I need a distraction from the cold weather because I'm just over it and it's only the beginning of winter, so that really sucks. (laughs) Yes, yes. And for our listeners who are in warmer states, provinces. Freak you. (laughs) We're not saying we're mad at you, we're just saying. GTFO. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, Jamie, what is your need for a distraction? Um, probably work too. I'm drowning in paperwork, so that's always fun. Always fun. (laughs) Well, I actually, that actually segues really good into what we're talking about. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) In a very morbid sense. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Because we're talking about Titanic. Oh. And the conspiracy theories around... <laughs> and all the paperwork they have. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, docu- all the documentation they got so behind on after everything that happened. Everyone died. The insurance for that ship? <laughs> Holy. Actually, and we'll talk about the insurance. We'll kind of talking. We'll just graze an insurance okay. statement at some point. So, some people have theories as to what transpired to the infamous Titanic and why it sunk. Um, before we dive into the theories, we're going to talk, talk about the history of one of the most talked about and well-known ships that has ever set sail. And I apologize in advance if you already know a lot about Titanic. I love the movie Titanic. I love information about Titanic. I, I went down a hole. A very, a very, very <laughs> deep very, hole. Very deep hole. So, the British passenger liner RMS Titanic was built in Belfast, Ireland, 
by Shipyard Harland and Wolf and was owned by the White Star Line. So the White Star Line, also known as the Oceanic Steam Navigation Company, say that 12 times fast, <laughs> uh, was founded in 1845 in Liverpool, England, and served as a transatlantic shipping and transportation line. So it was the second of three Olympic-class ocean liners, and this ship was massive. Like, it was big. So it specifically, it was 882.5 feet, Hmm. long, so that's 269 meters, and was 92.5 feet, or 28.2 meters wide, at its widest point. So she was thick, with like three C's. Like, (laughs) (laughs) very, very (laughs) big. Because she sailed on the sea, so there was three C's. (laughs) I even wonder if she sailed in three C's. (laughs) Well, Oh, it was a bad joke. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad joke. <laughs> I need more wine. <laughs> the ship was equipped with three main engines, two four-cylinder triple expansion steam engines, and one centrally placed lower-pressure Parsons turbine, each driving a propeller. Um, so this ship was not only big, but it was fast. It had mm. some heat packed behind it. The ship also boasted a state of rate of state-of-the-art radio telegraphic equipment, which was maintained on a 24-hour schedule and handled navigating messages, including weather reports and ice warnings. Which is something to know for later. Keep in mind, if you've never heard the story, save that in your tab for later. It had, it had what? I, sorry, Christy was pouring me wine. I wasn't paying attention. That's totally fine. It had a state-of-the-art radio telegraph equipment. Oh, okay. okay. Supposedly for ice warning. For ice warning. <laughs> Not glacier or ice warning. <laughs> no. Just like snow, sleet, rain. <laughs> Some light snow. We're out of ice cubes. Warning. <laughs> a little bit of black ice. <laughs> yeah. Nothing crazy. So, the passenger facilities are one of many reasons people still gab about the Titanic to this day. Known to be luxurious as fuck. The ship had a seven-foot. Can you reference that? <laughs> that was my own wording. <laughs> After what I've read, I'm like, you know what? Luxurious as fuck sounds splendid. <laughs> so this ship had a seven-foot saltwater swimming pool, a gym, a squash court, a saltwater swimming pool, a gym, oh, a gym, a squash court, a Turkish bath. Which had an electric bath, which I had to Google. I was like, well, what is a bath? Turkish bath? A Turkish bath is kind of like a steam room, so to speak. It's yeah. like what you see in the movies where all the old fat men go Ooh. to sit naked. Oh, good. Very good. <laughs> you know, oddly yeah. enough, have you seen that commercial with the KB where the guy is like cooking his KB in the sauna? That's what happens. <laughs> I have seen that. <laughs> that is so luxurious. <laughs> that is the definition of like goals in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, an electric bath, I had to Google it, because I'm like, what is an electric bath? So an electric bath is a tanning bed. Oh. But oh. they just called it an electric bath. I don't, I don't know. It's not a bath. No. It's uh, an electric sun for no. your skin. Mm-hmm. They had a massage yes. room, and <laughs> also a cool room, steam room, all, they, they had, like, wow. a room for everything. Like, ev- anything you can imagine, I think they had. I hope so, it was a big enough boat. Yeah. yeah. But this was only accessible to the first class passengers, so... I did, obviously, use Wikipedia, because, like, it's my go-to. go-to. <laughs> um, but I used Wikipedia for a direct, direct quote about, kind of, like, their class system. Because, like, we've all seen the movie. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. we all kind of gather what it kind of looked like, but in terms of the breakdown, so third class, commonly referred to as the steerage, uh, accommodations aboard Titanic were not as luxurious as first or second class, but even so were better than many ships at that time. So like, they weren't great, but they were better than most. Gotcha. Which I feel like is, you know, decent, I guess. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, they reflected the improved standards which the White Star Line had adopted for transatlantic immigra- immigrant and lower class travel. Um, so it's just, I mean... But, like, you died in the end, so really, is that right? <laughs> but, like, we can't guarantee your life at the end, so, like... But better than others, you Better than others, you know? But you died. Some prominent people on the Titanic's main voyage include a millionaire, John Jacob Astor IV. Who is that? I didn't look in. I, I wasn't prepared for this test. <laughs> but he's the fourth. Somebody important, but I don't know. I just really <laughs> like to say it's like, John... Yeah, I was thinking that too, yeah. Oh, yeah. So are John, Jacob, Jingle, Jingle <laughs> But he was the fourth, so I mean. Um, millionaire Margaret Molly Brown, which I feel like they played her character in the movie. Like, there was a rich woman named Molly who I feel like was played by Kathy oh. Bates. Am I wrong? Because I feel like I might be wrong. I'm so she's like the, 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 lou- the louder lady? Yeah. Okay. The oh. one that was in, like, in the cigar room yeah. with all the other men being like, so, did you watch shit. the Titanic recently? No, I... <laughs> I'm like, trying to think of the last time I watched it. I have no idea. I just really love the Titanic movie. Okay. But not recently. It's like, it's, it's just like one of those, it's like, ingrained. It's, it's ingrained movies. In it's just head. weird that you would remember that specific theme. Oh, yeah. Like, like a four-hour four movie. You know, it's funny. I can remember, like, the most randomest things, but when it comes to, I don't know, like, my credit card number, my social insurance <laughs> number, my parents' cell phone numbers. <laughs> nothing. But, anyways. Uh, gone like a fart in the wind. Gone like, <laughs> gone like a fart in the wind. So, the next one on my heavily picked list, because I just liked their names, uh, with Sir Cosmo Duff Gordon. Wow. Don't know what he did. Sounds bad. Are, are these still the third class? Are we up to, like, this number is, one? Did this we pass is, two? This is, so, third third class was just kind of, like, meh. First, okay. cl- first and, like, second class was a little bit better, and then third class, or first class was, like, oh, third class the, is, like, us. Yeah, we're third class. <laughs> I'm first class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, first class. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got a YouTube superstar over That's here. That's right. <laughs> and I'm on the same couch by Therefore, I'm on first class. <laughs> but yeah, so like, the, these are like the well-known, popular, first-class oh, millionaires. Okay. Yeah, as soon as you have like, more than two last names, you're immediately in first class. Or if you have like, yeah, if you're so like I the fourth... <laughs> <laughs> is it too late? Can I go by Sir Cosmo? Because <laughs> that is a baller name. Um, and we also had, and this one I just picked because I thought she sounded cool, so Elsie Bowerman, who was a British lawyer and part of the women's movement, and, like, being a British lawyer and, like, as a woman in, like, 1912. Mm-hmm. Big Remarkable. Deal. Big so deal. So, these are people on the ship. Yeah. These are... Did they die? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask that about everyone I just wanna know. I'm just saying, don't, don't get emotionally attached to anybody. Oh, no. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I'm going to be pretty blunt. The numbers in terms of, like, how many people were on the boat varies between, like, time frames and everything. So, for example, there were approximately 3,504 people on Titanic when it set sail on April 10th, 1912. So, when, like, it first left. Mm-hmm. But it also made a couple stops. Like, people got in and out, in and out. 
Um, of those original 3,547 people, 833 of those people were first class, 614 were second class, and finally 1,006 were third class, meaning there was in and around maybe like 1,100 staff at the time. But like, once again, numbers are spotty because it's 1912 and people don't document things. Because they're behind on their documentation. That is a lot of people to write down on a list. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would yeah, hate to have, have that job. Computers or you don't have much. You don't have Microsoft Word. You don't have walkie-talkies. Did so-and-so just leave your exit? No. <laughs> I think they're still here. You have to send, like, carrier pigeons. They don't always they're, make it. No, they don't make it, especially on the seas. Um, <laughs> distracting. <laughs> so... Speaking of the staff, none that worked on the Titanic were considered permanent staff at the time. And no one was permanent. No one. <laughs> no. I am sorry. She, <laughs> she was like, everyone dies, just accept it, everyone keeps saying that. <laughs> Nothing is permanent. Uh, so, okay, no permanent staff. No one was permanent at the time. Uh, there were only a documented 885 crew members on board for the maiden voyage. So that's when, like, it finally set sail from Europe towards, heading towards the States. Um, so Are there's a... Like, 885. Oh, that's not that many. Yeah, so there's like a discrepancy from like the original like launch date of April 10th to whenever the main voyage start, which was kind of, I'll get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's what Wikipedia says. We all know Wikipedia isn't always the best for information. Mm-hmm. But it's the easiest. Being one of the people who like got off like right before it left for like its final voyage. Yeah, yeah. like Dodge getting a bullet. <laughs>
Titanic's total capacity. I have a question. Yes. Uh, side note. Do cruise ships, cruise ships must have lifeboats? I hope so. Well, now where, yeah, but where are they? They must so, all be collapsible. Well, if some, you can fit like 8,000 people on a cruise ship. Yeah. I don't know. I would assume, like, there's probably, like, now in newer boats, there's probably, like, different, like, hiding spaces they can put them in, and, like, they're probably more inflatable. Hiding spaces. I'm just thinking of, like, the Spy Kids movies, where they, like, throw it in the water, and it inflates. (laughs) That's actually... (laughs) That's that's actually how it is. Um, Lifeboats during this time period were more so to take survivors from a sinking ship to a rescue ship, as opposed to keeping mass amounts of people afloat for a long period of time, or to push them onto shore. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Also, to keep in mind, the Titanic had previous uh, sea trials, which is essentially like test drives, on April 2nd as a part of the agreement and accountant account of voyages and crew. Um, everything was good, everything was signed off. After a 12-hour test run, this would mean that the Titanic was set to go. Like, everything was good, nothing was wrong. So, keep that in mind. <laughs> I feel like I need a piece of paper. You probably pen. should. You tell me to keep everything in mind, <laughs> and it's just, like, not sticky. <laughs> Titanic's maiden voyage was intended to be the first of many transatlantic crossings between Southampton and New York via... Oh, no, I didn't jolly phonics this word. Um, it's French, Cherbourg, which is in France. I'm just assuming it's French. And Queenstown, New Zealand. Um, on westbound runs, returning via Plymouth, England, while eastbound. So as mentioned, the main voyage of the Titanic took off on April 10th. Okay, so the main voyage was on April 10th, mm-hmm. and they left at around noon. By 6.12 p.m. that day, they had reached France to get more passengers. On April 11th, <clears throat> at 11.30 a.m., the Titanic reached what was Queenstown, now called Cobb uh, in Ireland, oh, we which is where we went. Um, from what we know, between April 12th and 13th, the Titanic had a calm sail through the water. So, like, as I said before, people are, like, coming on and off the ship as they're making their stops. Like, the main voyage was kind of the main one. I don't know how else to describe it at this point. But, um, jumping to April 14th, um, it's been documented that there were approximately several iceberg warning, or... There, there were a lot of iceberg warnings after, like, the first couple days, essentially. So was, sorry, was that place in Ireland the last stop? That was the last stop. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, like, where the museum is now, yeah. that's exactly where they, like, set off, because it was right on the water. Right. So, that would have been probably where people who were coming from <clears throat> France or what have you were dropping, like, sta- that were going just to Ireland were just uh, Lucky there. one. The lucky ones, you know? So, anyways, jumping to April 14th, it's been documented that there were approximately several iceberg warnings received by the Titanic, which takes us to 11.40pm that evening when lookout Frederick Fleet spotted the iceberg. The crew tried to steer away from the iceberg and the engines, you know, had tried to be stopped. However, it was kind of too little too late. The iceberg struck the Titanic on the right side, which created a series of holes below the waterline. So I always kind of thought that the boat was, like, fully punctured, um, and that's how the water came in, but it was actually dented so much that the hull seams buckled and separated, which allowed the water to come in. Didn't you see the movie, like, completely snap in half? 
Well, we'll get to that. Part. No, like when it first hit. No, when it first hit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. So five of the watertight compartments were breached instantly, which meant doom essentially like right off the hop because doom, <laughs> doom. Because essentially only four, like the boat can only have capacity for four to be breached, and it had five breached. So like, well, we're just fucked at this point. Like, and how many were there total? Uh, I think six, five or six. Oh. So it could it could hold a lot, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Not as much as it was taken, so to speak. How do big boats like that float when they have four compartments full of water? How did it, how, how? What is the physics? Do you know? Uh, speaking as a professional YouTuber, <laughs> my best guess would be that it's like a pressure differential. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. That's what I was going to say, but I, just, I wasn't sure. We needed to hear it from the YouTube star. Like, I, we needed to make sure it was legit. Alright, so... The front of the ship, or the bow, began sinking first. Uh, people on board were reportedly not prepared for this kind of emergency since Titanic was considered unsinkable. When you call a boat unsinkable, it's going to be sinking. It sinks. It's yeah. going to be sink. It's just like it's a of like the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the time of the iceberg hit, there were approximately, and this number has been debated and questioned, 3,339 people on board. Um, as I Wait, mentioned, so they gained they gained people <laughs> in the ocean. They gained people in the ocean from where? <laughs> they gained people from like the stops and everything like that. I but, thought you thought there was eight hundred. Oh no, no, that was a different number. That was, <laughs> I know. I know. Also, I was eleven hundred. I'm also confused. <laughs> so there was. There's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of numbers. Bear okay, with but me. when they all died, <laughs> we'll get to that number because that's also debatable. So. Regardless, only one-third of the passengers and staff would have access to a lifeboat because, once again, they didn't put all the lifeboats on board. They only put, like, six, I think it was, like, 16 of the wooden, four of the, the other ones. Bastards. Yeah. Not. And they're sitting at home, dry, in their house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lifeboat dry warm up in the backyard. <laughs> Gonna go fishing on the weekend. Exactly. It's assholes. <laughs> It didn't help that the crew wasn't trained adequately in carrying out any kind of evacuation either, and the officers supposedly didn't know how many people they could safely put in a lifeboat, which led many to be launched half full. So, like, they just put, like, a couple of them, like, well, this seems good, and, like, launch it. Meanwhile, it's, like, you could fit, like, 65 people in this boat, and they send, like, maybe 20. That's so sad. Shouldn't there be, like, an orientation with that? Like, <laughs> You'd yeah. think. Here's it's 1912. Like... <laughs> orientation has been around for a long time, I'm very sure. <laughs> You're telling me PowerPoint sure. hasn't been around since 1912? <laughs> Google Classroom, I don't know. I've seen those transitions. They're pretty dated looking. Right. Um, third class passengers were essentially left to fend for themselves. And obviously from the movie, we know that women and children were considered, you know, kind of primary when filling the lifeboat, meaning most of the male passengers and crew members were left aboard. Kind of, once again, fend for themselves or try to help the women and children. Uh, A little over two and a half hours after the hit, the sinking of the Titanic increased as the boat dipped underwater more. This led to the ship breaking into two main pieces between Mm -hmm. the second and third tunnels. So, the boat went further underwater, leaving the air trapped in the stern, i.e. the back end, or the butt, if you're the (laughs) emu That's the the actual name, like that's the technical term. The butt, yeah. The butt? The butt. Patent pending on my end. (laughs) (laughs) 
the back end bobbed afloat for a few minutes, which butt is like, bobbed. yeah, butt bobbed. the butt bob, you know, <laughs> butt bob. But it's like that scary scene in the movie. Well, and it actually happened in real life, obviously. But like, where the <laughs> the ship is just literally bobbing, and there's people like hanging on. That and, is the saddest <clears throat> scene, right? Ever. Like. I wouldn't even, I'd be, well, obviously I'd be dead. But like, I have no upper arm strength. I would no, not survive. Exactly. I can barely do a push-up. Women and children. You're right. We are women. We'd be on the boats already. We have the upper yeah. hand in this situation, I think. Unless we're third class. Then we're and which all, I think we are. We're all yeah. first class. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make it happen. So, unfortunately, as the back end was bobbing, um, kind of went to like an almost vertical angle with hundreds of people still holding on before it sunk at approximately 2.20 a.m. The death toll has been put between 1,490 1, people and 1,635 people. Hmm. However, we don't have a set number due to spy tracking. Hmm. Beyond the obvious drowning is like a method of how people died, um, the temperature of the water was deadly to passengers as well, as we know from Titanic when... There was definitely room on the door. Or oh the my door god, door. there was so much <laughs> yeah, room. There was on so the much door. room on the door. But, like, it was so. Like, you can re- probably remember, like, the scene where they're just, like, on the door and all of a sudden, like, they're shivering, they're freezing, like, they're pretty much ice at that point. Like, it was so cold that night. Um, according to Wiki, water temperatures readings taken around the time of the accident were reported to be minus two um, Celsius. Celsius, yeah. Which, like, it's cold, but it's not. But I don't when know. you're frozen in water, and when you're there for a while, like it's it's gonna be kind of crappy, right? Um, the number of those died obviously has fluctuated, as some survivors were pulled from the water, died shortly after due to injuries and exposure. Mm. So <clears throat> there were differences in survival rates based on the classes on board. Although only 3% of first-class women didn't make it, 54% of women from the third class died. Wow. Similarly, 5 to 6 first-class and all second-class children survived, but 52 of the 79 in third class didn't make it. Aww. In total, 50% of the children survived, 20% of men survived, and 70% of women survived. Oh. Only 333 bodies of the Titanic victims were recovered. Wow, that's it, eh? Right? Um, some speculate that a quantity of the bodies sank with a ship, including that of the captain. Um, mm. Which wasn't just like a Hollywood thing, like he actually like went... What's the thing? I'm, I've heard of that before. Yeah, like he, he went down with the ship. Yeah. Um, others hypothesize that the current, current quickly dispersed bodies and wreckage across hundreds of miles making them extremely difficult to recover. And this is kind of like a weird fact, um, but the first ship to reach the site of the sinking, the C.S. McKay Bennett, found so many bodies that the embalming supplies that they had on board was like, real, like it went quick. Like they didn't have enough. They weren't prepared for this like amount of people to embalm, essentially. Like they, A ship of 3,000 people sank. And only le- less than half of them survived, and you didn't expect and to find a plethora of bodies? Yeah. Someone didn't come prepared, that's all I have to say. The year of 1912. Not a good year. Not a good year. No one was prepared. Um, health regulations required that only embodied bodies would could return to land. So essentially, the only embodied... Embo- oh my gosh. Embalmed so many bodies, and the bodies they could embalm were the only ones that they could bring back. So the ones that they had, that they're like, I don't know what they, it, it, 
it wasn't documented that they just tossed them, but like, you what can't else bring would them you back? What do you do? What, yeah, exactly. What else would you do at that point, right? That's stupid. Why can't they bring them back? Health regulations. Chip off some of the iceberg, toss it in your ship, and right? put like, them on it. <laughs> they're, they're frozen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That should, like, preserve something until you can. Like, meet them there with some embalming stuff. I don't even know what that means, guys, but, like, <laughs> spray it on them when they get there. I don't know. Make it happen. Make it work, damn it. We're talking as if, like, we, we can prevent this. Yeah. We can't. Which is sad, but, you know, it is what it is. The bodies, which were then taken to Halifax, Nova Scotia, were taken to a makeshift morgue, um, and the makeshift morgue was actually a curling rink. So it was the Mayflower Curling Club that they made into this morgue temporarily for all these victims. So undertakers were called from all over Canada to assist with the victims' bodies, and after um, review, the identified bodies, which was two-thirds of the total amount found, uh, were shipped to be buried in their hometowns across North America and Europe. Unfortunately, well not unfortunately, but choose your own adventure, choose your own response, Unidentified victims were buried, buried with simple numbers based on the order in which the bodies were discovered. The majority of recovered victims, which was like 150 bodies at this point, were buried in three Halifax cemeteries, the largest being Fairview Lawn. The other two are Mount Alvalette and Baron de Hirsch cemeteries. <laughs> and they were just buried <clears throat> with like numbers? Yeah. So sad. I know. So even though a majority of people believe the, sunk sh- the ship sunk due to the impact of the iceberg, there are some people who believe that something different happened that night. Ghosts. <laughs> it was ghosts. Special thanks. No. <laughs> so here are some of the conspiracy theories. Hold your glasses because they're pretty wild. There's only, I think, three of them that I could find that I thought were worth talking about. So The first one is a millionaire banker named J.P. Morgan planned the disaster to <laughs> drop some like really fancy expensive people but you percent. didn't know if they were bankers or not well they, no they weren't all bankers but they're millionaires have to be they're banker elite. rivals maybe it's lawyer rivals or cigar room lady mm-hmm. rivals cigar room lady <laughs> alright alright so apparently JP really hated other millionaires uh, including Jacob Astor Isidore Strauss and Benjamin Guggenheim so much so that some believe he went out of his way to sink the ship they were on. He made that iceberg so big, <laughs> he would not be able to pass it. It took him days, but he did it. <laughs> These men were reportedly opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve. I don't know what it is. I didn't look into it. It sounds in-depth, and I didn't have the brain capacity. So, uh, Yet, there's no actual documentation that Astor and Guggenheim uh, ever made their opinion on it, and Strauss supposedly supported the Federal Reserve, which is what J.P. Morgan wanted. So, like, that doesn't really hold any water to it, no pun intended. Um, Wait, so the people that he tried to die weren't actually tried to die? He tried to die. (laughs) He tried to die these people, but they were on the ship? They were on the ship, but, like, he apparently, he was pissed off at them because they were for this Federal Reserve, but yet there's no documentation to back that up. Mm, see, now I thought you said they didn't say that he was pissed off. And I said, well, if they were there and they died, then they could <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Supposedly, JP originally was going to be on the Titanic, but changed his mind before it took off. 
maybe he found out that his enemies were going to be on board, didn't want it to be awkward, didn't want to, like, bump into them, they were having a rift, things were not great, so... So if he was originally supposed to take it, why would he purposely sink it? Because his enemies were on it. It was a last-minute decision. It was a last-minute change of plans. Probably not the iceberg finished. I wasn't sure if it was going to be ready. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the iceberg was ready. You know what? He found some light out. He's like, I'm going to change my planner. I'm going to change it. Here we go. So... It's not really theorized extensively or at all um, as to how this led JP to plot and somehow actually follow through with a plan to sink the ship. Interestingly, though, um, and kind of confirm maybe more ties between JP and Titanic, in Marine Co., which is also referred to as IMM, um, oh, sorry, I just, like, jumped a whole sentence. My apologies. (laughs) Alcohol. In 1902, White Star had become a property owned by International Mercantile Marine Co., IMM, which was bankrolled by J.P. Morgan. There we go. That's, that's what made... So he bought the, he bought the company that, that had the Titanic? The company that was owned... Okay, so the company that, was owned, that owned the Titanic was owned by another company was bankrolled, so, like, he did the finances, because J.P. Morgan... I didn't know what bankroll meant. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> J- <laughs> I was trying to, like, wiggle my way around. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. And J.P. Morgan is actually a really well-known... What was, I think it's, like, Morgan Chase and Morgan or something like that in the States. Like, he, to this day, like, he's worth millions. He's obviously dead, but, like, he's worth, like, a shit ton of money. Obviously. Obviously dead. <laughs> um, so, like, what kind of begged my question what or my question of this theory is if jp wanted to sink something that he was like bankrolling for like he had obvious documentation ties to the ship like why why would he want to just sink a ship that is on his bankroll just for three people that may not agree with him but he's getting the insurance that's exactly what i was thinking Mm -hmm. when 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 and you know what we're actually going to talk about the insurance so the next theory is that the titanic never actually sank Okay, so they just made a movie about nothing. Yeah, they don't do that. You're telling real footage in there. (laughs) You're telling me Hollywood made up an entire story, had Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet play these like emotionally attaching characters made up and didn't happen in real life. Come on. So this theory states that someone switched the Titanic with another White Star Line ship, the RMS Olympic. And just hid the Titanic in the backyard <laughs> under a tarp. Under a tarp. Do not look. No pull allowed. No. According to the history website, this theory starts with the fact that the Olympic was damaged while sailing from Southampton, England, to New York in September 1911, and had returned to the Harlan and Wolfe's shipping yard in Belfast for repairs. After the repairs, the Olympic sailed to New York and back. It returned to Belfast needing even more repairs in March 1912, a few weeks before the Titanic set sail. Supposedly, after the last New York trip to New York, the Olympic was too damaged. So, like, at this point, it was just, it was, it was like that bad lemon car that you bought for really cheap, and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to keep taking it to the shop, I'm going to keep bringing it home, and I'm going to keep driving it, but it's, it's just, it's not going to come. It's Or it's not expensive, you still have one. <laughs> or you're Christine, and it's, it's still expensive and new, and... Sad. Anyway. <laughs> Don't worry, Chrissy, we got a distraction for you. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this hot, fresh shit. <laughs> so, 
But the, the last trip to New York, obviously showing that the Olympic was not doing well, um, apparently someone, we don't know who, but somebody switched it to the Titanic all by themselves. I'm sorry, I just don't believe this You one. just had to paint the name different on the like, Yeah, paint the name. Um, switched it to the Titanic purposely to ditch the damaged ship and hone in on the insurance money. Some have alleged that the Titanic didn't allow for a public examination before its voyage as they didn't want anyone to find out it was actually the Olympic, which we know now is not true because they did their test run beforehand. It was 12 hours long, which seems like a really long time to test drive anything. Like, if you have to drive something for 12 hours... She good. Or should be good. She should be good. Maybe they switched it after. They could have. If it was so damaged, wouldn't people notice the damage? You can't what? paint over it. <laughs> you just paint over the huge dents in the side of the boat. It's all about lighting, Jenna. <laughs> yes. They have Load one. people when the sun is low. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone must wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, like halo lights, like hitting the perfect and everything. It was really beyond its time. <laughs> so... Uh, so whether it was also planned for thousands to die and lose their loved ones, I don't think so. I, I don't think they meant to switch it out just so people could die on the Olympic as opposed to the Titanic. I don't think anyone would purposely do that. But then, hey, people are crappy. It's, we talk about crappy people all the time on this podcast. So. I think here's the problem, is if they knew that it was going to sink, then they would have put those extra lifeboats on. Because they took them yeah, all off, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Right. So unless there's some malicious asshole in the right. background being like, you know, I'm really pissed off at so-and-so today. I'm going to kill 1,300 people or right. more. Just... Was the Olympic as big as the Titanic? It was around... So, like, would that alone give it away? Well, like, yeah, no. I was going to say... They, they said this was, like, 800 <laughs> by, like, 200 million feet. And it's like, a little smaller. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's like... They really advertise this as like, It looked bigger in the photo. <laughs> I could have sworn there was like a, a different ambiance in the room. Where's the Turkish bath? <laughs> <laughs> I have searched the whole ship. <laughs> I have not found one Turkish bath. The biggest downfall amongst all everything else we've said of this entire theory is that the Titanic's insurance wasn't even big enough to cover the Olympics loss. So some have said that apparently the insurance was increased five days before the voyage, mm. which apparently, and this brings us back to good old JP, resulted, yeah, resulted in JP Morgan somehow receiving $12.5 million for oh. it, but there's no records, there's no paper trail, this is bullshit. Like, so the Olympics insurance was increased or the Titanic? The Titanic's. Oh. Yeah. So they were trying to get insurance. Why wouldn't they just sink the Olympic on its own and I, just pull out an insurance that's, policy? That's where like it. this whole theory. Like I was reading it, I'm like, what? Like this makes no sense. Like it doesn't. Like why would why just sink sink the other ship with nobody on it? Right. Like, just blow it up if you have to. I don't know. Like if you want to like get insurance because your like house burnt down, you don't go buy a house and then burn that down. No. Burn the house down that you currently have. Exactly. <laughs> Save yourself the trouble. Tips that you didn't know you needed until today. (laughs) So, the ships were also different in a sense that, based on an article written by Popular Mechanics by David Grossman, the Titanic had a unique cafe and a large restaurant, which the Olympic did not have, (laughs) did not (laughs) emphasize, while the Olympic had additional steel plates that were fitted to the bed plates of the engine, which the Titanic did not have. So, that's that theory. How do we feel about it? Wait, that was the third one? 
No, that was just like the end of the second one. Oh, Sorry. I thought we finished. With oh one no, and moved on. the third one is like, the wildest one. How? But I just want to check in with everybody. How are we digesting all this? Because I just spewed like history and now like a second conspiracy theory. I think the second theory is more believable probably than the first one, mm-hmm. but I still think they're both like. See, that's interesting. I was going to say the opposite. I feel like the first one's the most believable. I think the third one is the most believable. <laughs> I like the way you think, because the third one is a mummy's curse is behind the device. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even change my answers. I know more. And this right now. <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening. Uh, it was the mummy. It was the mummy. So, one victim of the Titanic, don't get attached because he, he died. I'm sorry, Jamie. Um, his name was William Steed, or Stead was a British editor who was behind spiritualism, like he was like balls to the wall, all in spiritualism, <laughs> and spent the previous seven years claiming a cursed mummy was behind mysterious destruction and disasters in London. Hmm. Apparently on board of the Titanic, he kind of told everyone else like, hey, did you hear? There's this mummy, it's causing some like damage in London, shit's in the fan, like, be warned. This shit's happening, like it's cursed. Don't go near it, I guess, I don't know. Probably didn't say it exactly like that, but... So if... Aren't mummies in Egypt? I'm sorry. How is, it, <laughs> how is it, like, causing havoc in London? Did someone, like, bring it there? I don't know, but why don't, why don't we speculate on the Titanic? Is it, on the Titanic? Like, is it a well, physical mummy? It's a physical mummy. And it's just walking around London. <laughs> Nobody's arresting it or... Causing havoc. <laughs> the police can't catch up. People are just letting him do its it. thing. Okay. So, some have linked the mummy's curse theory to Egyptian artifacts that were sur- oh, that, um, museum. <laughs> museum, <Jamie. laughs> museums, you know. Um, but essentially, do you remember Margaret Molly Brown from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, early? With the cigar room. With the cigar yeah. room. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so she actually had Egyptian artifacts on her, and she survived. Ugh, well. So we could get emotionally attached to her, it's great. Um... Apparently, like, she had them on her while on board the Titanic, so, like, I don't know if William knew, if they, like, talked at all, he's like, yo, I think your sub's cursed, and she's like, no, nah, it's fine, I'm gonna go have a cigar with my buddies, you calm down. <laughs> and then the boat's hang. <laughs> the boat's um, Brown was apparently taking the artifacts to Denver, however, in other versions of the story, because, of course, there's more than one story, it's 1912, no one writes anything important down. <laughs> You're so upset I'm about so that. upset. Apparently, the mummy was on board of the ship, so it wasn't just Egyptian artifacts, it was a full-blown mummy. Uh, as the bridge, Did it survive? I <laughs> cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> just have, gonna have to wait, wait, wait around in water to... I'll go diving. <laughs> Don't dive into that theory too much. No, well. <laughs> She's trying so hard for a pun. I'm trying so hard. It's in my oh. head, and I'm like, water pun? I'm trying to stay afloat here. <laughs> hey, she does it. Good job. Um, okay, so the mummy, there was apparently a mummy on board uh, that was part of the British Museum that was sold to an American museum, um, who, or no, was sold to an American who was shipping it back home. I don't know. It, it was somewhere and then it was going somewhere else. It was on the ship, apparently. This theory has a hole in it, though, as the mummy is still at the British Museum, so, <laughs> sorry, I just think the boat had a hole in it. <laughs> so the mummy is still at the museum, so that kind of like, kind of kicks that one off. The and then the mummy survived. And, and the mummy survived. Like, the mummy swam back to England. Yeah. <laughs> Someone threw him on a lifeboat. 
yourself. <laughs> women and children, and it was a mummy, guy. <laughs> and they're like, we can't differentiate whether, you know, you're a woman or a children, or a neither, neither or mummy. Women or children. <laughs> so, there was also no mummy. Like, any of the documentation they did have, there was no mummy on board. No one documented okay, so this theory anything. Bogus. But no it's it's bogus. It's it's baloney. But know, if you're if you if you like spooky things, then I don't know. Maybe you want to put your heart and soul into that. You do you. But a kind of like a f- heartwarming fact is that apparently, um, Steve, who we know didn't, or William, Steve didn't make it obviously after the, the accident. But he apparently helped several women and children into lifeboats before giving his life jacket to another passenger. That was documented. But they couldn't document whether or not there was an ancient artifact on the boat. I don't believe that. There's the hole in your story. That's the biggest hole in the story. Who was writing that down? And he gave his life jacket to him. And he gave his life jacket to him. Quick, put it on the boat. Let the world know. It's like a little sticky note. So he puts it on the boat. Or maybe it just ran into an iceberg and sank. And that, yeah. Or that. Or that. I mean... Maybe yeah. the iceberg was cursed by the mummy, and it wasn't the boat. Maybe the mummy was on the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> In the iceberg. cruised it back. So that is my case. I apologize for any anything at this point. <laughs> I feel like for such a tragic event in life, we laughed. We laughed much. a lot, which... <laughs> It's, we're not trying to be disrespectful. Not no, at all. It was a not. very sad thing. It's a very sad thing. Rest in peace to everyone. Who it's okay. We laugh at all our murder stories. We do. We do. But we don't mean it in like, like an a offensive way. way. It's just... A coping mechanism. It's the line. <laughs> it's the... Well, and I feel like a lot of times, too, when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I automatically start laughing. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That exact way? That exact way. And I'm sweaty, like, as I am now. And I'm just, my hair's up. Everything's awful. But we mean no offense. Yeah. But, you know, obviously it's a tragic situation. It's a tragic story. And it's a tragic event that mm-hmm. happened. Um, it is really sad. Like, you don't really think about it until you until, think about it. Until you think about it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> that was so deep. <laughs> you're gonna wake up and think oh the titanic is so sad and five months from now you're not gonna be like oh the titanic's so sad unless you watch the titanic and you're mm-hmm. like wow so, so sad. sad exactly or but, you have a podcast on or you have a podcast yeah. and you talk about it and you're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like oh so titanic sad. so sad mm-hmm. um but shout out to my resources so good old wikipedia history website article the craziest titanic conspiracy theories explained by becky little popular mechanic website article the Wild Conspiracy Theory That the Titanic Never Sunk by David Grossman. Uh, and finally, the Titanic Switch website. And I also want to shout out quick to Anxious and Afraid, um, which is another podcast. They actually covered this case. I didn't listen. Like, I've, I've listened to the episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> I heard. I listened. No, I really like their show, but I listened to it like a while ago. Um, and then I, but I didn't use their, their notes for this episode, so to speak, but just shout out, and you should be listening to them too, like, if you like us, you're gonna, you're gonna like them, and that, their hosts are Abby, Shauna, and Michael, and that's all I have to say, so Christy, hit us with where these fine listeners, who hopefully are still listening, can find us again. Yes, you guys can find us on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcast, we love some reviews, five stars would be great, would be stellar, <laughs> or just any other um, resources you guys use to listen to podcasts on, we will be on, 
Uh, feel free to send us any emails, any suggestions, any corrections, anything in general, just not spam, to Weird Distractions <laughs> Podcast at Outlook.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at Weird Distract I1, and you can hit us up on our Insta page at Weird Distractions Pod. And how is everybody feeling? Let's debrief briefly. I think it just hit an iceberg and sank, and it was a tragic. I don't believe any of this conspiracy theories. Definitely not the mummy. Yeah, my mummy is still in England. Or where? Yeah, it's still in Britain. It's at the British Museum. It obviously swam back to Britain, (laughs) crawled back in its... It's not a sarcophagus. Is that what it is? Yes. (laughs) I keep looking at you because I feel like you should not be And then it was fine, and it was the mummy who did it. It was the mummy, which then inspired the movie, The Mummy. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it, but now I'm going to watch it. No, probably. I don't think you should watch that. No, I shouldn't watch it. No. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. It was just scary. <laughs> and because we mentioned it before, Nicole, can you tell our listeners where they could find you on YouTube? Oh my gosh, totally. Um, <laughs> so if you just want to um, type in brutally honest reviews, you can find all kinds of reviews on random things. Um, so if you're feeling a little bummed out from the whole Titanic thing, <laughs> <laughs> get out over there for a laugh. <laughs> if we have utterly depressed you, <laughs> yeah. go find Really Honest on YouTube, subscribe, watch, share, do what you gotta do, and Enjoy. do what you gotta do for weird distractions, because hopefully by the end of this year you're distracted. And if not, if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye! Bye.